If you want to know what is really happening in the world today, you need to read the Parsha HaShavua, the weekly Torah reading. Join Rabbi Mendel Lipska for the next hour as he delves and enumerates the themes running through the weekly Torah Parsha, only on 101.9 High FM. And a wonderful episode. It's great to be with you, great to share some time, share some ideas, to look at the Parsha, to look at the Torah reading and to see what lessons are there for life, what lessons are there for me, what lessons are there for all of us, so that we can live life to the fullest, live life in the way that God wants us to live life, to live life as Jews who understand the purpose of Torah, the purpose of life, and to live life in connection with that which our souls tell us to do. A very special Shabbos, the Shabbos, because we begin the third book, of the five books of the Torah, the book of Vayikra, the book of Leviticus, the book that talks to us about Korbanot, the book that talks to us about sacrifices and offerings. It's a very difficult book. It's a book that talks to us about things that we aren't really comfortable with, the very concept of sacrifices, the very concept of Korbanot. It's something which is not part and parcel of our lives. It's something which is not part and parcel of our experiences. This is something that we read about. This is something that we understand took place in the distant past. But nonetheless, we are told by our sages, in fact, Rambam talks to us that when the coming of Mashiach, the rebuilding of the temple, one of the primary functions within the temple will be the reintroduction of Karbanot, the reintroduction of sacrifices and offerings. And this is why we are compelled to learn this, not only because it's part of Torah, of course that's a good enough reason, but because we have to know and understand the complexity, the detail, the greatness of the laws that make up those concepts known as Karbanot. But it goes far beyond that as well. The Parsha is called Vayikra. The entire book is called Vayikra. We have to examine what in fact the word Vayikra means and why in fact it's this particular word that becomes the name of the Parsha, the name of the book. It's the third book. And as our sages tell us, the third book implies that it's the center, it's the core, it's the spine of Torah. On each side there are two other books, but Bayikra is the third, the center. It holds it all together. And as explained by our Hasidic masters, by our Kabbalistic masters, that which is in the center connects the very lowest to the very highest. Every single aspect of the Torah is somehow embodied within the center of Bayikra, this is what the middle book is all about. It's also the third book. And the number three plays a huge role in the concept of Torah. As our sages tell us, the Torah is three, the Jewish people are three. It's a people that's made up of Kohanim, Leviim, and Yisraelim. We are people made up of three communities. We are a people that our Torah is also made up of three sections, Torah, Nevi'im, Uktuvim, the Torah, the five books of the Torah, Nevi'im, the prophets, the Ktuvim, the writings. The number three plays a very important role within the entire context of Torah. And Vayikra is that the third book. And this is why everything about Vayikra points to something which is extraordinary, something which is special, something which is, in a sense, super holy. 
And as I've mentioned every single time that we come to this Parsha, when you begin to teach a young Jewish child Torah, you start with the Pasuk, you start with the very first verse of Vayikra. You don't start with the very first verse of the Torah, neither do you start with the first verse of the second book of the Torah. You start with Vayikra. And the reason is because when a child begins to learn Torah, you begin to teach him with that part of Torah, which in a sense is the most holy, because it talks to us about Karbanot. It talks to us about sacrifices and offerings. It talks to us about something which is, in a sense, the most difficult thing to understand, and something which is far beyond not only the mind of a child, but even the mind of an adult, but contained within it is a tremendous dimension of divine greatness and holiness. And this inspires the child. This gives the child a tremendous love, closeness for the holiness of Torah. This is the first passage that he learns, Vayikra. And this is why as we come to the book of Vayikra, we sense that something special is about to take place. And yes, while of course as we go through the Parsha, while of course as we go through the entire book, we come across detail after detail about the many different types of Karbanot, the many different types of offerings and sacrifices that the Jewish people had to bring and could bring the temple was standing upon the altar, both the Mishkan, the tabernacle in the wilderness, and ultimately in Israel, and ultimately in Jerusalem when the temple was built. Different types of daily karbanot, karbanot that somehow symbolize different events of life, different situations of life. But we sense that there is something very special, a very different type of relationship that's taking place between each and every one of us and God Almighty. It's not something which only talks to us about the detail of different types of sacrifices and offerings, but it's something which touches the very essence of the relationship between ourselves and Hashem. Because the relationship between ourselves and Hashem is something which is quite complex and complicated. It talks about the incredible relationship of the physical and the spiritual. We are physical human beings, and yet we strive for a relationship with God. We strive for a relationship which is essentially spiritual. While man lives within the realm of the physical, while man lives within the realm of the finite, of the limited dimension of a material physical world, the soul strives for something which is higher. And the sensitive, enlightened human being is forever looking upward to something that is higher and something that is greater. A human being, although caught within the limitations of a physical existence, nonetheless has this inner urge, this inner desire to raise himself higher. And this is why man is forever searching all sorts of ways and means to find that route, to find that path which is able to elevate it. Perhaps it's matters of mind, perhaps it's matters of heart, whatever it might be, but man is not satisfied to live within this world on a purely animalistic type of existence. There are those who are. But essentially a human being 
a human being who is sensitive to his humanity, to his humanness, is thriving and striving for something that is higher. It might be expressed through art, through music, through through literature. But a human being is forever looking to something outside of himself or herself in order to achieve something greater than the limited dimension of a purely physical existence. This is the nature of the human condition. And this is why throughout history we find a great many people who have used their abilities, their genius, in order to somehow find something outside of ourselves. However, when we take a look at Torah, Torah tells us that we have an altogether different approach. Torah tells us we have an altogether different ability to achieve that. Because it's not something which is only intellectual or emotional. It's not something which touches our senses or even the arts within us. It's something which touches the very essence of our soul. And using that pathway, using that dimension, we're able to achieve achieve something incredibly great. More of that soon. This is the Pasha Hashavua with Rabbi Mendel Lipska, only on 101.9 High FM. We're talking about Vayikra, we're talking about getting closer to godliness, we're talking about the whole spiritual dimension of sacrifices and offerings. Now let's go back to the very word Vayikra. It doesn't say, and God called Moshe, it simply says Vayikra el Moshe, and he called. Now again, as our Kabbalistic and Hasidic masters tell us, God is known by a number of different names, and each one of those divine names describe a particular dimension of godliness. And in so doing, they give a particular definition to a particular divine dimension. However, when we speak about the Vayikra, the calling to Moshe, in order to instruct the Jewish people about the all-important concept of sacrifices and offerings, karbonot, it doesn't say who called, it simply says Vayikra, he called without a name. There is no definition. There is no description. The very essence of God called. Because when it comes to Karbanot, when it comes to the idea of sacrifices and offerings, that relationship between God and man is something which comes from the very essence of God and touches the very essence of the individual and it is this incredibly powerful bond that results. It's not something which comes from a specific dimension of the human being that reaches a specific dimension of godliness. It comes from the very essence of one's being to the very essence of God, so to speak. And that's why it says Vayikra. It doesn't say which dimension of God. It simply says Vayikra and he called. Now, what in fact is taking place over here? In every relationship, in every meaningful relationship, there has to be, as we all know, a concept of give and take. That's what a relationship is all about. One gives, one takes, the other gives, and the other takes. That's what a relationship is all about. 
a relationship that's one-sided, where only one gives, it's not a relationship. It might be some sort of communication and connection, but it's not a relationship. In order for a relationship to be healthy, in order for a relationship to be fulfilling to both parties, there has to be give and take. You give in order to receive. By receiving, you understand that you are now obligated to give and vice versa. This is what a relationship is all about. But it goes beyond that as well. It's not only give and take, because we all understand that that symbiotic interaction is absolutely vital. You can't give only because that indicates some sort of master relationship, but not a balanced relationship. You can't take because that is a parasitic type of relationship. There has to be give and take. But it goes, as I said, beyond that. A true relationship is not only give and take. In order to have a healthy relationship, you have to give something up. There is a dimension of yourself that you have to give up in order to truly receive the presence of others. In order to receive the other within yourself, there is a dimension of yourself that you have to give up. Not only to give something of yourself to the other, but you have to give up something of yourself. You have to create an existential space within yourself so the other can enter and be there on a very real and permanent basis and vice versa. The other also, in a sense, has to give something up. Ultimately, this is the basis for a truly healthy relationship. Not only give and take, which is absolutely vital, but also giving something up. I can't be all that I am and all that I want to be and expect to have a healthy partnership with something else, with someone else. I have to give some something up in order to create a space for another to enter. When it comes to have a relationship, so to speak, with God, you have to not only give and take, to give of ourselves through prayer, through devotion, through loyalty, through faith, through dedication, to receive blessing from God. It's not only give and take. It's also giving something up in order to allow the presence of godliness to enter into oneself, into one's presence and consciousness on a real. The question is, what does one give up? What is it about ourselves that we can and should give up in order to allow the entry, so to speak, of godliness within us? And this is what offerings, this is what karbonot, in truth, are all about. It says in the passage, Adam mikem Hashem min min A person who wants to develop this closeness, 
this relationship because the word karbonot is translated offerings or sacrifices. But the root is kiruv, closeness. A person who wants to develop this closeness with God, he has to give something up. And what does he have to give up? He has to give up, metaphorically speaking, the animal within himself. That which is in opposition to godliness. That which is in conflict with godliness. Each and every one of us has animalistic tendencies. Greed, selfishness, lust, unhealthy impulses that interfere with divine consciousness. That's the nature of the human being. That's the way human beings are. However, in order for us to become somewhat spiritually enlightened, it's not only by expressing faith. It's not only by loyalty through behavior in terms of doing that which has to be done. It's by recognizing the shortcomings within ourselves and to a degree removing those negative elements within ourselves, creating a space, offering those negative elements as a sacrifice. It doesn't mean that you have to do all sorts of difficult things. It merely means taking control of your life and beginning to behave in a way which indicates that godliness, that holiness is far more important. That there is something greater than the animal within oneself. And this is what the first Lubavitcher Rebbe talks about in his holy book, the Tanya. The great conflict between the nefesh the godly soul, and the nefesh is the animal soul. They are both very powerful, but they are both very different, and both want to take possession and control of the human. And the animal soul contains intellectual, emotional dimensions, but basically it's driven by materialism, physical desire, on whatever level. Whereas the godly soul aspires and looks toward higher things. This is Adam Kiyakiv Mikem. You want to get closer to something which is higher. You want to feel that dimension of godliness within yourself. You want to have that relationship with God. You want to become enlightened to a certain degree. You want to see things from a different perspective. You want to feel a sense of spirituality. Yes, it's by doing the right thing. It's by studying the right thing. It's by feeling the right thing. It's also by recognizing those negative dimensions within oneself and taking control of oneself. Taking control of oneself and bringing it, so to speak, metaphorically speaking, as an offering, as a sacrifice. We all have different types of animal instincts within ourselves. Each one is different. Each one is unique to the type of character that we are. And this takes honesty, this takes integrity, this takes a certain amount of open and honest and fair 
self-assessment in order to know who and what we are and in order to know what we have to offer. And this is why it's said before, it's not only give and take, it's giving something up. And what we give up ultimately creates a space into which godliness is able to enter the consciousness of something higher. The Vayikra calls out. Who calls out? The very essence of God calls out. And each and every one of us hears that call. Each and every one of us feels that call. Each and every one of us has that inner sense that we somehow, somehow hear that call. We don't often always recognize it. But we sense something is there calling to us. Something is there reaching out to us. And this is why the book of Vayikra is so important. And this is why the details, it's not only the complexity of the carbonate of the sacrifices. It's the insight into what we are and who we are and what we have to give up. More of that soon. This is the Pasha Hashavua with Rabbi Mendel Lipska, only on 101.9 High FM. We're talking about the idea of giving up, but before that, I just want to mention, I'm sure everyone is extremely busy with the preparations for Pesach, purchasing all the necessary products, changing the house, getting ready for the Seder, which is, well, which is going to be very, very soon. A week tomorrow night is the first night of Pesach, the first Seder. One thing you mustn't forget, be absolutely sure that you take care of selling your chametz. You can do it through your rabbi, call the rabbi of your shul, and say you want to sell your chametz, or you can do it by going to uos.co.za, that's UOS, which is the Union of Orthodox Synagogues, uos.co.za, and you will see a link for selling your chametz. It's a very simple procedure. Do it. It's vital. It's necessary. It's absolutely necessary. Make sure that you sell your chametz before Pesach, by next Friday, a week from today. So we're talking about giving something up. Most people are reluctant to give something up. After all, they say, well, this is me. This is the way I am. This is part of my personality. This is part of, well, who I am. This is part of my makeup. This is part of that which makes me, me. And they argue, why should I give up something that defines me? And what happens in those cases is because they are reluctant to give some part of themselves up, or so they argue, because they refuse to in any way bring that card, bring that offering, bring that sacrifice, they remain forever limited by that very small definition of themselves. But those who are prepared to give something up, they allow the entry of something greater into their lives, and they grow. 
they develop. They become something which is far greater than they were yesterday. And they continue to grow every single time. They allow for the entry of something more spiritual to come into their lives. That's the way it is. It's so true in every single area of life, in every single relationship. In every single relationship, the more you allow the other to enter into your life, the more intense, the more fulfilling, the more uplifting, the more complete the relationship is. The more you block the other from entering into your life, the less fulfilling, the less complete the relationship is. It remains limited. It remains small. It remains something which is, in a sense, incomplete. And this is something which Vayikra teaches us. Vayikra is a call that comes from the very essence of God. God says to Moshe, this is what you have to instruct the Jewish people. Speak to them. Talk to them. Educate them. Tell them what real growth is all about. Yes, they were born in a particular sort of way. They were given a set of characteristics, a certain blueprint, personality blueprint, which defines them. But their job is not only to mature within the limitations of that structure, but they have to grow far beyond. And this is why Adam, anyone who wants to draw closer to God, anyone who wants to uplift himself, anyone who wants to rise beyond the limitation of the human condition, everyone who wants to go far beyond the restriction of the material dimension and enter a spiritual awareness has to be taught, has to learn, has to have the preparedness to give something up. And when he or she gives something up, they grow immeasurably. They grow far beyond any type of situation that they could have imagined beforehand. They grow far beyond because even though they themselves gave up X amounts, what they are given is so much greater, so much more powerful. It lifts them to a far greater degree. And this is something that we have to learn from the commandments, from the mitzvot of Korbanot. And how appropriate it is that this year we learn this parasha before the festival of Pesach. Because Pesach is all about freedom. Pesach is all about releasing the negativity, leaving behind all that which holds us back, leaving behind all that which restricts us, leaving behind all that which keeps us small, becoming greater, becoming bigger, becoming stronger, elevating ourselves, becoming free. The festival of liberation, exodus, freedom in the fullest sense of the word. This is what Vayikra is all about. Vayikra is the ability of doing just that. As mentioned throughout, giving something up. The Jewish people had to give something up by leaving Egypt. 
Yes, they had to leave what they were familiar with and enter into something which was, in a sense, the unknown. But they grew. They became a people. They stood at Sinai. They built a tabernacle. They became a great nation. This is what happens to us individually as well. We grow. We develop. We become so much greater. So when you're in shul tomorrow, listen carefully to the parsha. Yes, you might be a little bit bored with all the detail of each and every single karma, of each and every single sacrifice. But try and find within each and every single portion something that talks to you. Because there is a message therein. A personal message of how to develop the korban, the offering, the sacrifice dimension into your own life. It elevates. It's precious. It's great. It's special. Use it and use it well. The Chalice.